Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. everybody and welcome back to horny and barcelona this is zillennial Catman. i'm kira and i'm uh and i'm adam and i'm really <laughs> glad kira did that opening because i could not have pulled it off <laughs> i was trying to tell him to say it and he didn't understand what i was saying but Whoa. adam for the past day or so <laughs> kept saying this movie is just horny in Barcelona. No, I like, I just woke up this morning and I was like, it's Cheetah Girls 2 time. And I think the first thing I texted Kira was, Cheetah Girls 2 is kind of horny. And then I said I something about, uh, what did I say? Um, I, you're literally watching this before I have gotten out of bed. It was literally before 10 a.m., um, and then I sent you really bad fan art of the Cheetah Girls, and you said, I want to smoke a blunt with them. <laughs> Which is true, I do. I, I would love to smoke a blunt with the uh, the poorly drawn Cheetah Girls. <laughs> Only those ones. <laughs> Not the real ones, just those. So, we haven't explained yet. So, we have a series this month, kind of, sort of, for the next few weeks, yeah. called Decomber. Decomber. <laughs> Decom month was supposed to be in De- September. No. And then, I... a week before September started, Adam said, wait, we need to do it in December. And I said, why? And he said, so we can call it Decomber. So December is now Decomber. And, <laughs> and well, can I also just say, we, uh, we intended on having the entire month be Decomber. But then... We couldn't find Christmas Decoms. Well, so it's we, a few it's a few week event. <laughs> we retconned our already kind of stupid idea yeah. and are only going halfway with it, but I'm and, excited nonetheless. Yeah, I'm very excited for the month. However, like I kind of realized like halfway through last month, like we kind of like shoved ourselves into an uncomfortable box where it's like we had the rest of the year planned out and then people were like, "Can I do this fun movie?" and it's like Yeah. Yeah, in like 2022. <laughs> Just so. like the uh, guests that we haven't introduced yet, who are just sitting there waiting. Yeah, to be they're being very patient. <laughs> uh, so today we have back-to-back podcasts on Zillennial Canon. What is going on? We have Courtney from our past show of Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, and then we have Zach, who's new here. You guys wanna? I just introduced you accidentally, yeah. but do you want to introduce yourselves again? <laughs> yeah, I'm Courtney. It's funny. I realized that I was on almost literally a year ago, mm-hmm. right at this mm. time period. I remember vividly watching the Nicole Kidman film Birth right before coming on to talk about <laughs> Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. And today, before coming on, I finished watching the Nicole Kidman HBO limited series The Undoing. So I don't know. Time is strange. Circumstances are strange. But yeah, now 
Now, now I have a podcast about back with Zach. So then you go back. Time to introduce yourself. Ah, uh, the character growth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I promise this is a good th- thing. I swear. I'm, <laughs> I'm under. I'm under strict request to quote unquote behave, baby. So I didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Austin Powers said that. <laughs> on here, uh, what was I gonna say? Is that the one by like birth? Is that the one by like Jonathan? Glazer or whatever. Yeah, when she thinks her son is her husband and it gets kind of weird. Oh, dude, time. I got bit then. I got bit then. I'm so happy to be here with Courtney because she's a sexy beast, even though she gets under my skin. Oh. <laughs> okay, wow. pack it up, Criterion <laughs> Channel. <laughs> That was very good. <laughs> so, <laughs> girls. Hey, wait, yeah, I'm Zach so, from Back to Back Podcast. <laughs> That's it. So Zach and Courtney are joining us for our first double feature, which honestly we probably should have done double features in the past, like Scooby Doo and shit. But yeah. it's fine. It's fine. So we're mostly doing this because um, we were talking about decoms to cover in decomber, and I'm like, okay, we need to cover Cheetah Girls too. And Adam's like, why would we just do the second one and not the first one? I was like, because the second one is better. So, but you have to talk about the first one. Yeah, we have to talk about the first one. So we all watched both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So Zach, what are your memories with the Cheetah Girls? (laughs) Uh, like let's let's pick one of the bros to ask about his cheetah girls memories (laughs) uh i think my experience with cheetah girls is this was definitely one of those movies where my sister watched all the time and since she's older she always had control of like the DVD VCR. And so she would always play shit she liked. But so now by like proxy, I love like Cheetah Girls, Life Size, Aquamarine. <laughs> like <laughs> there's all these movies where I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this movie slap. And so <laughs> and then uh, my girlfriend Jade really likes uh, the Cheetah Girls movies. We watched these uh, a little while back. And apparently I was not as jazzed because I gave like some hearts, but like some low ass litter box scores for these movies. But then this time I literally like doubled my reviews because I had such a great time. They were both amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> Courtney, what are your memories of Cheetah Girls? Um, I was a fan as a little girl, as a, as a DCOM consumer. I loved the Cheetah Girls. I vividly remember... Um, my parents and I threw a party that was just the three of us, which was most of my childhood. I didn't really have friends. It was just my parents. Um, we threw a party for the third one that we are not talking about today. Thank God. Um, and, uh, like we, I I made like cards and like, we had like cheetah print, like paper cups and stuff, but that's a vivid memory. But the one memory I really want to bring up is 
My favorite was um, Aqua. She was my favorite cheetah girl. I I love Keely. I thought she was great. I don't know. I think it's because she liked history and I was a little nerd and I still am. <laughs> but my childhood best friend said I shouldn't like her because she was the skinniest one and promoted an unhealthy body image. Like, body image. <laughs> And I was like, no, like, no, we're like 10. Where are you getting this from? Like, I look back on it like, what? Uh, you guys fucking hurt here first. Hashtag don't stand Aqua on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't like her because I thought, I mean, like, it has to say a lot about the character that she's so, like, under, like, developed as a character. But I was like, there's nothing about her that I care about. That's what like, like, if there's any reason to not like her, it should be, like, she has barely any development, so there's nothing to grab onto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, the other three have, like, full-on, like, backstories, families, like, life Being stories. Southern is a backstory hero. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but exactly. Like, her in, like, every line of dialogue is, I'm from Texas. Yeah. Like, the funniest, the funniest, dialogue. not to jump ahead, but the funniest line um, is pop stars don't carry hot sauce in their purse. Um, yeah. Beyonce begs to differ literally like 10 years later, like ahead of their good. time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the Cheetah Girls, they were my first concert actually. And I have talked about it before, but I saw them with Vanessa Ann Hudgens opening and Jordan Pruitt, which everyone has heard me talk about Jordan <laughs> Pruitt, Zillennialist, <laughs> Zillennial, un- unknown Zillennial queen, um, Jordan Pruitt. I remember who, doing an entire episode on her and now I already forgot who she is. The <laughs> backbone of Zillennial music that nobody knows who she is. So, yeah, um... It has, like, a similar vibe to, like, when we talked about Josie and the Pussycats, where it's like, wow, I want to be a musician. Like, girls rock. Like, um, and it's very much, like, I... It's funny because I think the second one, like, was what, like, inspired me to want to be a filmmaker. Because do you guys remember... <laughs> Zach's laughing at me. Okay. I'm not laughing at you. I am so happy Like, you. the Disney... Like, the Disney Channel flash games like online mm-hmm. oh so, you, you, can i just say the the one where stitch makes the sandwiches or whatever yeah that's yeah. the best that's one that was the best and also one. the that's so raven pinball that like yeah opens up in the separate window <laughs> yes um but anyway so there was a flash game to promote cheetah girls too where you edit your own music video and i literally only played that and i made like a strut music video like every day for the entire summer and i was like i'm gonna make music videos (laughs) so thank you cheetah girls too uh yeah but i just like i know all the music um from the second one and it was very much like when i was re-watching it like you, like, forget that you know all the words to it. Like, I'm getting back into that with, like, Taylor Swift. Like, I, like, heard an old Taylor Swift song, and I was just like, wow, I know every single word to this and all her other music. Like, it's, like, a weird, like, memory that gets, like, unlocked when I watch it. And I remember, like, their outfits and being like, I thought that outfit was ugly. (laughs) I remember what my favorite outfit was in this scene. But, yeah, it was just, like, very much a big part of my life. Yeah. Adam, what's your... (laughs) 
<laughs> just has to be so un- unenthused like okay just <laughs> hate it <laughs> no i used to love these well okay i used to like love the first movie when i was a kid um i don't it was weird because like when i went to go watch the second one today i had like no recollection of what it was about or like anything but like as i was watching it i'm like i remember everything that's happening right now like i just couldn't remember it prior um and i think i mean i don't know like i definitely like just enjoyed them every time i watched them as a kid and this time i mean they're definitely like really cheesy like even more cheesy than most disney channel movies but they both have a charm to them that i can't like deny and i think the messages in both of them are like really sincere in a way that i don't think any other disney channel movies are other than like the high school musical movies but like there's like genuine themes of friendship here like not just like surface level themes of friendship like legitimate themes i think that kids could take away from in this movie um both of them truly um so yeah i actually had a really good time like revisiting them uh today yeah i think it's also like i felt that the second one like not to jump immediately ahead to the second one but like i think the second one didn't feel like a sequel just to feel like a sequel like when you're watching the second one you could genuinely feel like the character's arc and like their relationship changing and even like between like the moms like literally they have like full like character arcs like it's not just like oh we're going on vacation to barcelona like it's like a legit like you could see like their growth yeah um and i mean like it's there's even like actual like story threads that like are uh picked up like um i forgot the one girl but her mom whose uh boyfriend is in uh in spain in the second one but like that's mentioned in the first movie and there's like a lot of like it just feels like a very seamless sequel but like i mean it's weird but like the production value is like legitimately great in the second movie i, I guess that's the kenny ortega magic <laughs> I was really going to say the exact same phrase, Kenny Ortega magic. The second one absolutely has that. Yeah. Wait, let me look who the first one was directed by. It's like Oz something. Oz Oz? Oh my god, is it Oz? (gasps) Oh, Kira. You fucking Uh, go to directed Cheetah Girls 1? Wait, Kira. It was directed by the guy who made Mr. Boogity. Are you fucking hey! I just you didn't see it, but out of frame, I just threw a napkin. Literally <laughs> across the room. Hey, oh. Wow, what a, what a talent. What a talent. Wow. Love that for him. Uh, yeah, I love that. I mean, uh, he directed it as though it was like an indie coming-of-age film, so good for him. Um, the second one has a different aspect ratio, so production value immediately higher. The first one legitimately looks like a Safdie Brothers movie at some point. <laughs> That's the remake I want. I want the Safdie's Cheetah Girls 1. Who we recap? Julia Fox has to be one of them, I guess. Uh, I think Julia Fox would be Chanel. Yeah. That's Adrian, right? Adrian Bylon. Yeah. Did you guys yeah, ever watch like the old Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Uh, begrudgingly. Oh, 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 you like, know me. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's like a main character in it because she was like dating Rob Kardashian. 
for like oh. the whole like first and second season that and legitimately so one of the reasons why they break up is because she has to go to India to film the third Cheetah Girls yeah. movie and they couldn't do long distance that's literally that's like old was she? <laughs> <laughs> that's a question I have so when I was watching the first one I was like they're supposed to be like freshmen in high school mm-hmm. and I, I watched it when I was like I don't know in fourth or fifth grade and like that seems so old to me but now as you know a mid-20s something I'm like that's not a you know 15 year old girl that's yeah. like 25 year old Raven Simone <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean that's a little canon right there oh it's totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> also I mean, like like teenagers wearing heels like they're just like comfortable wearing heels they walk around in heels they walk through the city in heels like that was me in high school (laughs) this is a new york ass movie so i feel like the safties could definitely yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was thinking that even though it is about like like half of them are like pretty like wealthy um this definitely is, like, a, a pretty, like, realistic New York movie, like, in terms of, like, diversity and, like, just, like, the whole vibe of it, just, like, walking down the streets and stuff, like, it didn't feel like a touristy view of New York, and I found that to be really interesting. Oh, thank God. That's so, like, reassuring for me. I'm glad to know that, like, whenever we all finally meet up in New York, we're all going to show up to rescue Toto in the sewers with our fucking Absolutely. matching gas cheetah outfits, like, all coordinated for some reason. Yes. <laughs> it's the same ending. I know we're jumping right to the ending, but Zach brought it up, so I have to address this. It's the same <laughs> ending as A Very Brady Christmas. I don't know if anyone else is familiar with A Very Brady Christmas. That's okay. Um, That's okay. Mr. Brady goes into a building that collapses, and Mrs. Brady has to sing Silent Night, and he comes out. (laughs) It's the same. Okay, what you just described, I feel like I'm missing a few pieces from that. (laughs) I swear to God. But also, if that's the actual plot that is very similar to these movies, which... I described as being very Lynchian, very similar to Darren Aronofsky's mother. And Courtney kept fucking yelling at me because she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, these movies literally have such like bizarre logic and cadence to them. Are you talking about the Cheetah Girls still? Yes, I'm talking about the Cheetah Girls. Oh, okay. Sorry. I like <laughs> no, something I like saying... cracked in my brain and then you're talking about David Lynch. Well, like, well, <laughs> for me, the moment is always like the earliest I can like really definitively think of is like the ending of the first one because I said it this last time I watched it with Jade and I said it this time too in that like the climax of the movie revolves around Toto just getting stuck in a fucking sewer and like all of the cheetahs magically show up in like their coordinated matching outfits. I'm just like, this is so strange. And like, also their happening? drama teacher, the the white boy rapper. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Um, also like the news stations showing up, like being like, <laughs> wait, I wrote down like um 
dog in a hole that's bad or something like that no, <laughs> I like, a, I a like cop the, yells that as he runs across the street i like the one this. news anchor in this movie who's like i guess toto is out of kansas or something like that yeah. but like <laughs> his line delivery is like so committed to the role like, <laughs> he really came to play that day he, like when he, he got the script for cheetah girls he was ready to go like <laughs> He said it's my time to shine. He's probably like a real like if it if it was made now, you know that like his whole Instagram would be like watching Cheetah Girls with my family. It's time oh, for my no. big break. Like we're all sitting together to watch the Cheetah Girls for my big scene, and then they're all like cheering like when it comes on. You're um, making me sad. Stop it. <laughs> Let's get this man. That's, on. that's me with like local car commercials that I'm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your local car commercials are great. <laughs> Where they make you look shorter than you are because you're simply too tall. Yeah, Listeners, to, Zach is 12 his... feet tall. That's actually not true. And frankly, I'm tired of this bit. I'm not 12 feet tall. <laughs> but I, I did. Tall. I did have to fucking like Annie Wilkes my fucking kneecaps when I was shooting that commercial and fucking bend down because the lady I was working with was like four foot three and so I'm just in immense pain for that entire commercial and then they filmed another one with a monkey later and I didn't get show up for that one so like I don't know there was a monkey on set monkey on set not when I was there I oh, wish okay. though <laughs> life is not you know the bunch of lemons we think it is bananas <laughs> the bunch of bananas. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> Speaking of animals, um, <laughs> did anybody else have like excruciating nightmares as a child about the like around the world scenes? What? Well, I did. Uh, ex- um, excuse me. <laughs> we go this. all around the world. Yeah. We go all, all around, around the world. <laughs> I literally used to have nightmares about that, like the animal masks, and then the one scene where like Raven is having like an existential crisis, and there's like the mask, and it's like, okay, and it's, like that's the song saying. is just I, playing on repeat. I'm gonna go on fucking Twitter and take like select screenshots, like the most Lynchian screenshots I can find from this movie, and post them and be like, "Wow, who knew Cheetah Girls was like." a sleuth eyes wide shut all along <laughs> or even just like take a screen cap of the all around the world masks and uh, do like eyes wide shut 1990 <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. weird ass shit in these movies <laughs> um so this movie i really think that like the writing is like incredible because like even though they say like cringy stuff this really feels like something that like, I think, like, every teen movie, like, tries to be clueless in some capacity because you just can't, like, recreate clueless that everyone tries. But I feel like this has, like, a similar feel and vibe to it, especially, like, the relationship between, like, Raven and Galleria and Chanel. It's so funny. Their names are so funny. Because um, Galleria is just, like, the name of a mall in California. <laughs> They're Bubbles and Choochie. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> There is zero context given to those names. And they call each other Bubbles and Chuchi, even when they're so angry at each other. So they're like, Chuchi, like, I can't believe you did that. Like, does anyone have any ideas of where these names might have come from? Chuchi, I can get from Chanel. 
Like I can logically you can get kind you of from Chanel. Well, just the CH. Just the CH. That's right. it. As right. as someone who's consistently been called Chelsea because my last name starts with a CH, I can stomach that. I get that. But I bubbles, <laughs> hell if I know. <laughs> Maybe she was gassy as a child. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she farted. Even. Who knows? <laughs> I like had tried to come up with a joke like coochie and bubbles, but like (laughs) 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 anyway. Yeah, please. I'm just just gonna pop a quick mute on myself real quick. (laughs) <laughs> Zach is red. He has bought the tomato after losing his wife and kids. In the words of Zach, <laughs> I said that once, and now it's gonna haunt me for the rest of my day. That was really funny. <laughs> Thank you, Dude, Bubbles. I love how they have the nicknames, but then they like don't really stick with them. Like they kind of drop them early on, and then especially by the second movie, it's just like, oh hey, Galeria, oh hey, Chanel. But they'll so. they'll bring them back at like pivotal moments, like when they're fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They always do the nicknames. Like Bubbles, are you still mad at me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Chuchi, you can't abandon us in Spain and fly to a different country, even though we're teenagers. <laughs> Like, um, yeah, wait, how old are they in the second one? I forgot. They're juniors. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. 38. 38. <laughs> 57. Yeah, I'd be pushing. This is some Benjamin Button ass shit. <laughs> I don't want to jump too far ahead, but um, which of you have seen the third movie? Absolutely. I. I. <laughs> I, can't I... See. I don't think I have actually. I don't remember. I, I said I said Raven's not there. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. When, when it came out, like what in 2008 or something? Probably. Yeah, I think. Second. I think I don't know. Like I didn't watch it, and I don't know why I didn't watch it. Um, because it was at a time where I was pretty much watching anything that's on Disney Channel. So I don't know why I didn't. But like, it just feels like a weird thing to me that like it exists, but I've never seen it. Like, but like I remember both of the other movies like so well. Um, so like, is it as terrible as people say it is? It's not good. <laughs> um, it's weird to not have Raven in it. I think it's one of those things where it just doesn't work. Like you can't. She is such the like leader. Like that's such a plot point that she keeps trying to be the leader, and she is the one that like holds. Even in the second one, when she's not as like much of a bitch as she is in the first one, she's still the wow. one that gets them to practice and gets them to, you know, actually be the cheetah girls. So it's very strange. And they're like pit against each other in the third one. They like all audition for the same part in a Bollywood movie oh, that's God. the plot is they oh, think no. they're all getting in it but there's only one spot so they have to like I don't know like one's supposed to be the best actress um what's what's the white girl's name D- I know her name is oh do do me whatever she's the best dancer and then one, then what yeah so so Keely Williams is supposed to be the best actress 
because okay. uh, <laughs> oh, the okay. and the white girl is the best dancer. Um, and it's, I, it's not, I don't know. It was the, you know, like Slumdog Millionaire had come out and like, I don't know, America really liked Bollywood for five seconds. So Disney was like, guess we have to. And yeah. Shouldn't have. Courtney, if I may. Mm-hmm. Raven Simone, more like Raven Backbone of the franchise. That's Honestly. about her. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she wasn't there because everybody was mean to her or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to bring up, okay. Go ahead, yeah. Do you you guys know that meme that's like Raven laughing and like eating her salad? Where she's like... like, Funniest video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so people put like classical music over it and stuff where she's just like laughing to herself. (laughs) So the context of that video... Is that she was on Instagram live, and I don't know if she was on live with with them when it happened, or if it was right after they hung up. It was but after they hung up, I think. It was after they okay, yeah. It was like her. And then they hung up, yeah. Yeah, it was her reacting to the Instagram live ending. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> during all this stuff, like when like quarantine and stuff first started, like Disney was doing all this bullshit, like live like sing-alongs with your favorite people and like high school musical reunited and stuff over zoom and i don't remember who they asked maybe it was like keely they asked first and they were like oh are the cheetah girls like reuniting and she's like yeah maybe or something and then they <laughs> asked, like raven and she was like or they asked raven and she said yeah maybe and then they asked someone else and they were like no like raven is a bitch like no <laughs> And then, like, they, like, revealed all this stuff about her, like, bullying them on set or something. And then, like, Raven went live with one of them, and they were talking about it, and they were trying to do, like, like some kind of, like, conflict resolution. Like a red table talk? Yeah. Another one went on live with a different one, and it was basically just, like, miscommunications, and, like, it all started because they were, like no we're not reuniting the cheetah girls and then like one person was like yeah i think we're gonna reunite (laughs) so then after like fighting on instagram live i think it was keely and raven were fighting on instagram live or something i don't know don't don't quote me on that they hung up and she was just on instagram live just laughing into her salad alone (laughs) Wait, is there like a YouTube video that like depicts all of this? Because I want to watch it as well. I will find it and I will post it on our Twitter if I can find it. Um, <laughs> this sounds amazing, honestly. Like I would watch it's an entire so movie about this. <laughs> we have it's to make wild. it. It's like, we have to make, make a documentary. It. It's like Mank, but... Uh... <laughs> the fact that you start that sentence with it's like mank <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what mank is but uh <laughs> dude well, let's movie let's about me why didn't they cast him <laughs> for our listeners Adam famously looks like young Orson. Which I don't, which I don't, by the way. But Kira swears that I do. It's like one picture. It's one picture. 
<laughs> it's the same way that I look like a like an eighth photocopy of Lana Del Rey. Like it's smudged a little. It's come out <laughs> like like someone crinkled the paper. Yeah, like you look it's like Lana Del. It's there. You look like Lana Del Rey from like a Russian bootleg magazine. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when i'm when i look like florence Pugh, but like it's only when my nose is like when i'm like leaning up and i like have good posture so i don't have a double chin and then like people are like oh you kind of look like florence Pugh," and i'm like thank you it's because i'm wearing my midsummer flower crown and i'm crying purposefully having (laughs) good posture (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> what's Zach's celebrity look like? Yeah, who who do I look like? Go Zach ahead. Zach doesn't do face reveals on social media, so it's up to <laughs> us. And the listeners could, they could believe anything, honestly. They, they told... could also very easily find what I look like, unfortunately. But <laughs> We've just told the back-to-back listeners that he's Jack Black. Like, that's my stand-in. Not that you necessarily look like Jack Black, but, like, that's what everyone, like... We've gotten fan art and stuff, and I think they're just looking at pictures of. I said skinny Jack Black. That and so like they draw <laughs> Jack Black with like WAP Spider Man like taint like out like that has energy of me. But if Adam, you want did like you action... see that? wait what Jack Black in a Spider Man costume? Oh yes, it, it was specifically beautiful. Actually, <laughs> I, Jack Black. He's one of the very few celebrities that social media presence and tiktok presence does not annoy me in fact he is just a beautiful person i just love him so much that's why you should watch the holiday yeah look i'm not against watching the holiday i i like every time i don't watch something kira thinks it's like like i'm sitting down on the floor and it's like i'm not gonna watch it (laughs) i've just not seen it i'm perfectly ready to watch it i'm not i'm not fighting you to see it i'm just saying get on it it's great yeah. <laughs> you just told me tonight <laughs> it's the season hang up the call go watch yeah, cheater yeah bye girl. adam we don't need him <laughs> all right bye Ad- Ad- adam's the raven of our call oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it's one world well, now if, if you guys If you guys want, like, an actual face claim for me, just look up, like, this one really specific photo of 19th century Russian dramatist Nikolai Gogol and, like, put a pair of Ray-Ban glasses on him. That's what I look like. Truly identical. (laughs) Like, you... (laughs) And that's the thing. I don't have to specify which one, so there's still some mystery. But for anyone that sees me, there's this one picture of famous 19th century Russian dramatist Nikolai Gogol that looks uncannily like me, but with my haircut from like eighth grade. <laughs> so it's perfect. I'm not going to look it up, but I'm just going to put it out there in canon that Zach looks like a young Kenny Ortega. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. You're Everybody right. roll with that. Adam's By a genius. Way, guys, Everybody roll with that. I, I, like. I've never seen what he looks like young, but I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I'm anytime I think about a young Kenny Ortega, I'm just gonna think about Zach now. I'll, I'll go with it. That's a huge compliment, honestly. <laughs> he's a god. I mean, he's literally the Zillion King. Like he's made so many bangers. They call um, him the fixer. So I found the Instagram live and it's 22 minutes long. So I'll be watching that tonight <laughs> as I fall asleep. <laughs> Oh, can I just say, the way I watched the first Cheetah Girls was last night on my phone on Disney+. Plus, Like, yeah. just laying in bed, like, half asleep. Mm-mm. 
end. Like, I would fall asleep for, like, five minutes, and I'd wake up and a new plot point was happening. And that's the way I think uh, Oz uh, Scott, I think is his name, wanted me to experience the movie. Half asleep the entire time watching on my mobile device 15 years after the fact. This That's is the way what, it was meant to be experienced. This is what I'm saying. These movies progress like dreams. I was watching them <laughs> late at night, also very sleepy. This is jumping ahead a bit, but who fucking cares at this point? Was at the second one, whenever uh, Galleria is like riding Amiga's Cheetahs and she's <laughs> at the piano or whatever and she's trying to get everybody to rehearse, and everybody's getting their fucking phone calls to go off to their fucking plot points or whatever, except Aqua. She just fucks around to, like, make clothes with Raven's mom, I guess, or whatever. But so they're all, like, splitting up, and, like, Raven's trying to tell them, like, no, guys, stay. We need to, like, finish our shit. We need to do what we're working on. We need to, like, stay. And, like, nobody's listening to it. And I, like, woke up to that in, like, a haze of sleep, and I literally felt like I was Jennifer Lawrence and mother. I was, like, literally... <laughs> These people are in my house. No one is listening to me. Everyone is yelling at me. Like, I'm so disoriented right now. That's what I'm, like, trying to say, Courtney. Okay. Semi-valid, but, like... Semi-valid! Mother made me have, like, a panic attack in public. Um, yeah, so did Cheetah Girls, Girls 2 for me. did not make me have a panic attack. But I did watch it um, in the afternoon on Black Friday in my house, fully awake. So maybe that's why. Are you saying that I didn't have a panic attack watching Chia Girls 2 on my phone in a Denny's parking lot? Are you invalidating you my did. No, I totally believe that you did. And wow. okay. good Thank for you. you. You saying that you watched you Cheetah Girls that you watched Cheetah Girls 2 on your phone in a Denny's parking lot, I feel like you and Adam have very similar vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's very me energy. <laughs> I've definitely I can't remember what movie it was, but I watched um I think it might have been Scooby Doo, but I watched Scooby Doo. Yeah, and like at a Target parking lot on my <laughs> <laughs> as it was intended as the exactly. is intended yeah. At Adam's Florida man I'm wannabe Florida man <laughs> yeah you're the only uh, Yankee Kira I mean I'm I'm technically a Yankee you're <laughs> a fucking Yankee dude <laughs> I'll live here for 30 years and I'll still be a Yankee I can't get rid of this Midwestern accent no matter how hard I try <laughs> I fucking like snorted my energy drink out my nose at that. That's what you get for drinking an energy drink. That's what... <laughs> I'm I'm tired, okay. It's been a long day. I'm so sleepy. I've got to you... fight. We have to fight or we can't be on a podcast. We have to... <laughs> That's okay. It's the same energy. We have as to us. fight. That's our bit. Oh, I can I say this on air? I've joked before that Zach and I are the tethered version of Adam and Kier. You <laughs> really are. Oh you my really God. are. <laughs> <laughs> like not even in like a good or bad way. Just no, like just the is. tethered no, version. It's a bad way. We're the fucking <laughs> ass, like fucking unfashionable as hell, like evil, like tethered. Like that's us. We've been fucking living underground for years, fucking making friends with the naked mole rats. Which is like... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scientologists put us. Yeah. Oh, dude, we can say it on here. Yeah, can't. we can, can say, say it on it here bad. that Beck is a Scientologist. He's They're not. not- Oh, he he was. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I would like Adam. to posit that maybe he is a Scientologist, possibly. 
Adam. That's enough. We're done. Hi, they Kira. don't say they don't say Scientology on the podcast. Also, to our listeners, um, stream back to back. They can't say Scientology because if they do, they're afraid that Scientologists will come after them because Beck escaped Scientology. And there are, he like has been followed by cars and people and stuff. And so it is actually kind of scary. <laughs> Not to bring down the cheetah girl. Haha, funny joke. Haha, poopies. Would most likely be a Scientologist. <laughs> I Great. would like to pause it. Uh, I think Beck loves Battlefield Earth, and that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I asked which Cheetah Girl would be a Scientologist. You asked which Cheetah <laughs> uh, It'd be fucking Raven, because she gets abducted in the third movie. <laughs> she goes to college. Oh, okay. But do we know. see her, though? Okay. None of the other ones go to college. She goes to the oh, Church wow. of Scientology. <laughs> wow, you're really gonna roast the rest of the Cheetah Girls for getting no, their I'm not. Courtney. It's, wow, it's, no, fucking like, just that, like that's such privilege. A fucking like, no. I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. Did you guys hear this? Did you guys hear that Courtney is like snobby as fuck? Her fucking nose is turned up so high, she's fucking rubbing the ceiling of her apartment. <laughs> We have very low ceilings. Not gonna lie, but um, <laughs> no, just because like Chuchi. The, her mom's like, you got to school. You can get into a school like in <laughs> Spain, like school, school, school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, her mom's like, Chuchi, you can go to school. Right? I'm leaving some pieces of ham and a sticky note on the table. And <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, Chuchi's uh, mom or whatever, yeah. um, kind of a baddie. <laughs> Chuchi's mom, kind of a bad parent. Wait, is Chuchi? Yeah, Chuchi Chanel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Especially I... the first one when she's like, I'm borrowing your shirt. And she's like, Mom, you can't wear that. <laughs> like... Literally, Julia Fox energy. Like, <laughs> but like in one... 15 years. <laughs> one of the only notes that I took while watching these, because I just did not bother to give a fuck to take notes at all, even though I clearly have plenty to say, was that in reference to like, the first like big scene or whatever with Chuchi's mom, I put like negligent question mark. Yeah. <laughs> and she has a little brother that just like disappears in the second one, right? Like, does he stay with dad Chuchi? or what? Yes. He has a little brother. Yeah, he's the one that's like in the he's when they're auditioning for the talent show, he's the little boy. They had to that's sacrifice him to get Toto back. Honestly. <laughs> I literally <laughs> thought that he... I literally thought he just existed, like, conceptually. I didn't think he was fucking, like, in the, like, in corporeal plane. I didn't realize that was her brother. I thought that was, like, the, like, Disney Channel vibe where it's, like, the little kid that, like, works, like, the, like, the stage crew. That's, I like... think it was her brother. I'm pretty sure they said brother. Oh. When when Scooter Braun comes up and <laughs> starts talking to them. Not like... Scooter. <laughs> Don't do um, this to me. Also, wait, can we... Can we talk about how the 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 dude from the first movie? Yes, um, I would love uh, to talk about the dude from the first movie. <laughs> well, Daniel Cannon is having um, a probably tall white guy be mean to the main female character for two hours and then magically uh, have a crush on them at the end. Oh, I thought you were gonna bring up Jackal Johnson. Oh, that dude. No, I. You said a tall white guy is one, and I was like, "Yep, Jackal Johnson." Well, the, I mean, the the one the the rapper guy. Is, okay. 
I referred to him mentally just so that I could somehow like brain rot my way to connecting our podcast. I mentally referred to him as Beck the entire time. I was just going to say that 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 in my mind, that's what Beck looks like. Like I've seen (laughs) pictures of Beck, but the love interest in this movie is what Beck looks like in my mind. You're fucking for real. What does this guy fucking look like? It's just a white blonde boy that raps. <laughs> also, in the end, when they're, like, performing Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters in the street, this man just, like, has a guitar, and he's, like, just shredding on the guitar. And Auto- like, Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, the dude in the second movie, the love interest in that one, like, what a man. Like, mysterious, plays guitar, swoons you, and just fucking saves, like, he just has the answers to everything. And um, then he just shuts the fuck up the rest of the movie. Like, perfect guy. Are, 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 are you referring to Angel, the guitar player? Is that his name? I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, film theory, fan um, theory. Uh, angel is an actual angel. He's fucking dead and doesn't exist. He's actually a ghost. Literally wings of Further God. proof that this is a David Lynch movie, actually. No, this is a uh, Paul Feig movie because it's Last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I spoiled Last Christmas for anyone out there. But... You did? The trailer and I'm grateful to know, finally. <laughs> the trailer spoiled it. <laughs> Last Christmas, he gave her his heart. My fucking god, dude! Did you guys just fucking hear that right now, dude? You know what? Christmas is canceled. Guys, that was so fucking scary. I, I did everyone a favor. It's an awful movie, and I was excited for it. I love crying during Christmas movies. That movie fucking sucked. But um, oh, if it could influence Cheetah Girls too, then I'm happy. <laughs> I literally just heard people say, oh, there's a plot twist with this movie. And I was like, oh, okay. Literally, <laughs> listen, listen to the song. And then that's the entire movie. <laughs> it's so stupid. Guys, I'm fucking, there's fucking freaking out. I'm fucking losing my shit, dude. You have to pick a Christmas song and make a movie literally follow the, I mean, like, there is already a ton. Like, Christmas Shoes. I don't want to watch a cancer. Oh, my oh, God. Dude, Christmas I saw shoes. that with my mom, like. It, was it Hallmark or Lifetime? I forgot. Um, I, I think I'll tell you Lifetime. what it is. A certified well, classic. That's a 10 out of 10 movie. The Christmas, Christmas Shoes? Yes, absolutely. That song I, is that millennial song. canon. It is. It is. <laughs> I hate it. It fills me with rage every time I hear it. My mom loves it. She's like, Courtney, just shh. Just let's, it's beautiful. I'm like, it's not beautiful. I don't want to think about a woman dying on Christmas. <laughs> My mom, like, listens to either, like, the um local radio station that only plays like classic music or the christian radio station in town and like that that christian radio station has been playing the same music since i've been like 10 years old so anytime i'm driving with her like and it's christmas time uh it's either the shoe song or like two other folk like christian songs that are christmas <laughs> Theme. and it's on repeat so like if i'm ever driving anywhere with her for like 20 minutes i hear that shoe song like three times over on the fucking drive and i know that song so fucking well that i just want to kill myself every time <laughs> it's a holiday I classic and everybody I... should watch the movie <laughs> it's Is not good movie um okay let me posit this for you like my favorite uh super short story you guys probably had to like learn about this in class one day in school for sale Christmas shoes, yeah. five stars. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I want her to look beautiful when mommy meets Jesus tonight. 
cute. Isn't Jesus a baby on that night? He sh- yeah. It's Christmas Eve. That reminds me of that Sponge. Remember that meme you sent me, Kira? It was like a, the dude getting the SpongeBob tattoo. It's like, <laughs> you like heaven, don't you, mommy? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will tweet that and say the Christmas shoes by whatever the name of the artist is that made the Christmas shoes. Bono. Bono? Okay. No, Bono sings. Thank God it's them instead of you. Yeah, Yeah, Courtney's fucking favorite Christmas song. Literally the worst thing fucking ever. Thank God it's them instead of you. It's bad. It's problematic, but it's a. Funny how I can apply all these things to Courtney. Um, if I had to make, did you guys, do you guys remember, I feel like I always put it in, like, the same compartment in my mind as Christmas shoes, but, like, it's, like, barely a Christmas song, but it's about, like, two, like, old high school lovers, like, running into each other at the liquor store, and they just, like, cry together, and then they separate again. I'd cry, Uh, too. It sounds like it fucking hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the name of the song? I will look it up. Um, uh... Um, it's uh, uh, Tub to... Thumping by Chumbawamba. Okay, no. It's called Same Old Lang Sign. New Person, Same Old Mistakes. Um, I feel like if you guys heard it, you would, you, would, you would know. But it's, like, really sad. And it's, like, barely a Christmas song. It's just about, like... What it just like it? takes place on Christmas. Um, this is but... like a, it's like a it's like a diehard situation. It's the song yeah. that's just me watching movies yeah. on Target parking lot at two a.m. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great Christmas song. <laughs> I would either want to make that into a movie, or I would want to make um, that really stressful Christmas wrapping song into a movie, where the girl's just like losing her mind, like running around town, being like "Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas." <laughs> I, I have one. I would yeah. love to do an adaptation of Lights Camera Jackson's uh, 12 <laughs> Blu-rays that he does every holiday. <laughs> I was, okay. Next I was, old Joker, Anna. <laughs> I was so ready to get Lights Camera Jackson's uh, mailing address, as I'm sure uh, friend of the pod Sean was as well, because we both won copies of Antebellum on Blu-ray, which is oh, wonderful. But it was straight from Lionsgate. I don't have LCJ's mailing address, and I'm a little disappointed. We would have sent him a Christmas card. <laughs> I would have sent him one of the movies he has to do during his. 12 days of Blu-rays and I want to send him like Sallow 100 days of soda <laughs> and he, say, he's okay. like on the 12th day of Christmas <laughs> okay I'm not going to make my joke then <laughs> what were you going to say about LCJ <laughs> this is, we're... yeah we could fucking send him a... oh no <laughs> you made jokes several times Zach. because they're funny Jan <laughs> <laughs> guys i can't stress enough that the relationship that me and courtney have is like she's jan and i'm quentin Tarantino. that's the best way to put it wow we're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors thanks guys Hey friends, 
Do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts advocating for the immediate production of a third national treasure, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. Speaking from my own experience, my Superyaki t-shirts and sweatshirts are my favorite and comfiest things in my closet. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Superyaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with the code SUPERFRIEND. That's one word, SUPERFRIEND, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. That's super, Y-A-K-I, dot com. Let's watch more movies, guys. Let's talk about how a name like Jackal Johnson, I think, is very zillennial canon. (laughs) (laughs) It's got the alliteration. It's got something that's clearly not a name (laughs) as their name. (laughs) It's like, oh, fucking, like, Horace, handsome, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Horace, handsome, okay. So this man clearly should have been played by Matthew Lillard. Am I wrong? Ooh. He should have been played by Matthew Lillard. That would have been. It would have been better. Yeah. yeah. He improves any movie. Yeah. So agree with that. Yeah. Jekyll John- Johnson sounds like a uh, Halloween Town character. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Monster High doll. He sounds like a like a fan named like one of the happy haunts in the haunted mansion that like yeah. Disney fans are like this is his name now and then they just like make merch of him. <laughs> the kids go, "Oh, it's Jackal Johnson." <laughs> I literally just refer to him as Scooter Braun in all of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me fucking shit everywhere. <laughs> shitting everywhere. Wait, what? Is, what? Screw, I'm shitting. Can everywhere. you explain the scooter thing to me? That's just the record producer that screwed over Taylor Swift and like owns yeah. all her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Which I mean, you'd hear a name like Scooter and you'd think fun guy, but actually, <laughs> same. I guess no. Jackal Johnson sounds evil. <laughs> they should have seen it coming. It's so wild to me that people like out there in the world have names like Scooter. <laughs> I think his name is Scott. No, I I choose to believe his name is Scooter. Imagine like openly being like, like fresh out the coochie, and mom's like Scooter. (laughs) Fresh out the choochie, said you're Scooter. Um, Yeah. Speaking of that though, not not the fresh out. Speaking of coochie, no. This movie and like I feel like a lot of other Zillennial movies, like including like last week's Josie, um, I feel like as a child I thought that I'd be like face more with the idea of and like conflict within myself of like having to sell out 
Like, I thought I'd have to, like, deal with that more, <laughs> like, in life. That's so real, though. Because <laughs> I feel like so many, like, movies are, like, oh, like, you're going to follow your dreams. And it's, like, oh, should we sell out? And, like, as a kid, I feel like that was just a really big, like, anxiety of being, like, you you can never sell out. And it's, like, I've, I don't think I've ever had to face that yet in my whole lifetime. And, like, as a child, I thought that, that would happen to me, like, in high school. Like, <laughs> Because they're like teenagers, like yeah. That's that's a millennial realization that you'll just, never be famous enough to be offered to sell out. <laughs> just wait until Jackal Johnson tries to sign Zillennial Cannon, and we have to sell our souls. To I the, would uh, love that. Industry. Yeah, yeah. Except the reality is, we're just gonna get like a Spotify exclusive deal, and they're gonna fucking just and you and it. you have to wear the masks every time you record. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Every note I made in reference to that was, like, just take the goddamn money. Yeah. Like, just do it. Like, yeah. I was put, like, do the puppet band. Like, put the masks on. You can do whatever you want if you do, like, one album. As Which they literally reference in the movie. Gallery literally says, like, one album could pay for college. <laughs> and I'm like, and then they she's right, though. <laughs> Also, like, the fact that, like, Dorinda's homeless and they could literally get, like, an apartment for her with the money if they just sold out this one time. I think that the was why... That Dorinda's homeless. I think that's why... the And I still, like, enjoy both of these movies, but that was, like, a reason why the first one didn't, like, totally hold up for me because... I, and again, I hate to be the guy that's like, the logic in a Disney Channel original movie is really not great, but, like, it's really... It's really kind of... It makes no fucking sense. The first like, it really you makes... heard me. I've been calling this shit lynching like the whole time we've been recording. So fucking go yeah, off. I, honestly, I mean, it's just it like literally like so like Jackal Johnson is just friends with the drama teacher and he's just always there lurking in the corners waiting for kids to fucking perform. Yeah. Like, this isn't high school football. People don't do that. Like I've been in theater. I've been in drama. They don't people unless you're like a really like amazing like Meryl Streep level actress that's making <laughs> headlines for some fucking reason like they're not gonna do that they don't fucking scout high schools but like it's just so fucking no. funny to me that they give like kids like this idea that record producers are gonna go to your fucking school and look for you yeah. like it's so funny to me I think uh, first of all one thing that I want to say really quick is that Talent shows and winning talent shows are Zillennial canon. I thought that there would be so many more talent shows in my life. I auditioned for one. I went home and my guinea pigs had died. Um, <laughs> that's one memory I have from childhood. <laughs> and and Kira is implying that those events were related. <laughs> yeah, it happened in the same day within the same hour. Jesus um, Christ. Sorry, I just unlocked that memory as it happened. So then... <laughs> There was another talent show where a group of friends and I wanted to perform a song from Hairspray, and it was the new girl in town song, and they're like, oh, but there's only three parts, and the three of them did it, and then they made me be Corny Collins, introducing them wearing my brother's suit. So those are my talent show experiences. And you I had to don't... be Corny Collins? Yeah, yeah. With, like, his wig that he wore when he was, like, Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite for Halloween as a child. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I know. That's but anyway, a trauma. <laughs> an actual 
criticism that I have about the movie, going off of what Adam said about critiquing the plot and if it makes sense. I feel like with this, like, I never like to be nitpicky either with Zillennial movies because it's, like, whatever, like, but with this, like, I feel like you can almost critique it in that sense because everything else is so well-developed and written. Like, the characters are so fully, like, their backstories, except for, like, (laughs) except for Aqua. (laughs) But, because, like, she's from the South, like, nothing else. But um, I feel like you could almost critique that because, like, if they care so much about Dorinda and they spent so long developing her backstory, which is, like, a really compelling backstory that you don't see a lot in, like, kids' like content, um, like, explaining, like, the fact that, like, she literally, like, doesn't know, like, her background or doesn't know, like, her like birth mother like anything like that like they talk about like race and stuff like in a really casual way um that's like really interesting like Dorinda being like I don't even know like what my heritage is anything and then they talk about like her being in like foster care and stuff and like how it's like difficult and how like she feels shame about that but if they spent so long developing that and like genuinely building up empathy for this character like it literally would not make sense for them to not accept money. And, like, they just have Chanel buy her, like, one cheetah print vest. (laughs) And, like, yeah. So I think it's valid to critique it in that sense. No, and there's even that part where Galleria, like, looks her in the eye and is like, I know you need this. And, like, which is, like, woo, that's heavy. And, like, I'm not mad at them including that because it does show, like, that Galleria has gone full bitch mode. And it works. But, like, she's right. As mean and nasty as it is, like, they have every reason to just do it. So it is very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I mean, you're right, Kira, though, about, like, the whole... It's because again, like I don't like critiquing these movies that often because it's most of all it's because of who fucking cares really. Like I don't it, unless it's like blatantly flawed and problematic. I don't really like dissecting the flaws in these movies. But it, I mean, even deeper to what Kira was saying, like I do genuinely like love some of the uh, aspects here about friendship, and even though the themes of like selling out are kind of like half baked and they don't entirely make sense for the context of these character situations they set up already there is like overall a good theme about like art and creating like what you love and not like what an industry or what you see on tv wants you to be or do you know like i do admire that like at the end of the day like the message of the movie is like you know create what you want to create like be with uh who you want to be with like just be with your friends do your thing like i even though like the message is muddled i think at the end of the day like the overall broader picture is actually really sincere and i do like that yeah i guess it would be pretty depressing to like hit kids with all that and be like actually if you're struggling you can't have dreams you have to settle because it helps you survive so that would be kind of depressing for kids to watch if they did that can i just say genuine question what is the moral of the second movie (laughs) it's barcelona baby (laughs) what do you tell us what you said wait what your whole theory on the whole movie that it's horny yeah 
that's the <laughs> yeah. whole that's the whole uh, moral of the movie. No, yeah, it's it's a very horny movie. Like I, I mean, in the first like, I mean that uh, the dance scene with the the dancing dude, like, uh, and yeah. the white girl goes there, and I'm like, this is extremely horny. Like this is like <laughs> Brian De Palma shit. Like this is really. <laughs> This is really sensual, and like, and like, even like, um, I mean, the way I described Tenet was like it was the most asexual sexual movie I've ever seen, and oh like, God. Cheetah Girls Two is like the most sexless sexual movie I think I've ever seen. This like, and Phantom Thread. Yeah, yes, Phantom Thread. Is, yeah, that's actually a very good comparison. I think. <laughs> um, Cheetah. The yeah, I mean, are wild tonight, Mother <laughs> Phantom Thread. I mean, there's dressmaking in this for no reason. They never set up Aqua wanting to be a fashion designer. Um, she's a fashion designer now. Move <laughs> over, Reynolds Woodcock. Yeah. Is it implied I, that she made those clothes that they wear from, like, that point on the movie? Yeah. Because can we talk about those fucking, like, clothes with the fucking, like, Magna Carta sewn onto them that they wear, like, at one point? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was literally pausing my movie and, like, computer enhancing to try to like read what was on the clothes and i was google searching to try to find what was on there yeah <laughs> well like in the first movie where she's like it's prada or nada and i'm like is that prada like i, <laughs> I know and like all the outfits in the first one like are so disney channel but they're like so good like they're like for personal reasons i will wear leggings under shorts with also a fur vest and five necklaces and they like look incredible and it looks like it's supposed to be that way but then in the second one it's like they're literally just wearing like sundresses and like jean jackets well and then in the we, end they're wearing we, they mostly... are on vacation in the second one I would okay. dress up if I went to Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> went to Barcelona. Especially if you're trying to... For them no matter what. They don't, don't dress That's... up. I hate all of the men, men, boys. I hate all of them in the second one. I don't like the way that um the dancer, his face, he looks like, he looks like Chucky's son. <laughs> I thought it was, oh, he really does. Oh my he God. Does. I had to think about that, but. Cedar Chucky traumatized me as a kid, and I think mostly because, well, one, I saw it like on Cinemax, I think, whatever. Um, and I just was terrified, but I also couldn't turn the channel, so I was just like mesmerized by it. And also, that fucking kid looks so scary in that movie. And you're right, I think you just like unlocked something very terrible. <laughs> My I then, fucking cross-referenced with uh, the, the titular C of Chucky, and I'm pissed <laughs> off at you because I like <laughs> I like actually see where you're coming from. Mike, uh, I, I actually did have a note about that. It says something like, this guy's teeth looks like they're all trying to jump me. <laughs> and then I that Angel was like good earlier, but he's so creepy. He's mm-hmm. just always like in the shadows. And I referred, I'm not going to say it, never mind. I was going to call it a specific pop star um, that I used oh, to, no. that has been canceled um, that he reminded me of, but I'm not going to get into it. But he's just like Barcelona. And then he just retreats to the shadows yeah. and keeps yeah. spying on them. Fucking mystical he is a fucking abstract that's concept kind of what i liked about it it was just like it was kind of fucking funny every time it happened like, <laughs> I, but the the dancer dude the cedar chuck the titular cedar chucky like i think <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I think uh, uh, I loved that scene because it was so fucking bad. Like the scene where uh, uh, the the white girl, I'm just gonna call her the white girl from now on. Dorinda, she doesn't know what her heritage is. Right, the white girl. She um, she has her whole monologue about it. When she's like fighting with him for no reason. And I yeah. thought it was the funniest thing ever. She's like, so you're ashamed of me? And he's just like, what? Like He's like, no, literally my friends just had to go home. Like, goes, they had plans. Like, oh, so... So I, so you're a different person with your friends, right? It's like, no, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> her going from zero to a hundred is exactly what I'm talking about. On like so the fine-toted line of dream to nightmare logic that this film fucking precariously walks the entire time. It's, it's so funny to me because I feel like it's what Kira said about like how she expected to like sell out at some point. But I feel like a lot of us as kids like watch these movies with these really over-dramatized scenes and we thought that's how people would talk in real life when we were having arguments with our future people and no that's not how anyone ever talks ever and it's the <laughs> funniest thing watching it now as a 23 year old like just imagining someone trying to start a fight with me over that like it's so fucking funny <laughs> i mean unless you're me or courtney on air i guess <laughs> wow yeah i'm different <laughs> I mean, fucking, last week, fucking clown ass. Fucking... Last week, Jay Z compared us to his parents. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, what do you really think about it? We're the seed of all our parents. <laughs> Kira, I swear, said something one time. You just like said this unprompted. You said like we were all one foot tall at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think about that a lot, frankly. No, I was talking about um <laughs> I was somebody said that they shrunk. That they used to be like five nine and then they're five seven or something. And oh, then <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, who's five eight in the chat or something? And then like everyone was like, Oh, like I'm taller, I'm taller. And then I'm like, oh well, I guess some I guess everybody was five eight at some point. <laughs> I have never been 5'8 in my life. I will never I be 5'8. I think that's why I thought one foot, because I was like, you know, that is like a universal quote. Put that in like a motivational book. Just like, <laughs> Everybody was one foot at some point. I still think that Mike Myers came out of the womb 5'7. Yeah. 8, 9, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> What if Mike it. Myers was a Cheetah Girls villain? That would have been good. Oh, he would have been great like that. Okay. The radio will never play Cheetah Girls. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that movie. Sure we do. Who was I talking about this with the other day? I talked about Bohemian Rhapsody for like an hour. Who was I talking to? Honestly, let me just... It was I would... I want to... Crossover Cheetah Girls One World, but the Love Guru. Oh, He's nice. Yes. Like they're Adam, being cast in the I, Love Guru. Right there with you. <laughs> oh, he's getting they're getting cast. No, I was gonna say the Love Guru is the antagonist of the third movie. But that would be a better that would be better than both the third Cheetah Girls and the Love Guru. Like that is a better <laughs> They bring in the love guru who repairs relationships because the relationship between the Chia girls is fractured because Raven isn't there. So he has to fix their friendship. That's yeah, the by, by playing a hockey game. 
Instagram Live, and he's the fifth panel. Just yeah. neutral. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Myers moderates the Cheetah Girls fighting on Instagram. <laughs> Mike Myers moderator club. <laughs> he's just, he's just, and every time they start like fighting, he just goes rar. Fight, fighting. All right, wait. I want to talk about that because I feel like that hasn't been brought up yet. Can we talk about? <laughs> Look. Me and Courtney know a lot about marketing, so let's just talk about how the stickiness of the word cheetah and how they can literally put it on literally any word and it works every single time. It's like, oh, you look cheetah great today. It's like, oh, no, girl, like you're cheetah glamorous. Like you can literally put cheetah on anything and it just works like that's branding. Truly. Truly. Yeah. There is no better brand. In, like, a lot of the marketing, I know that, like, Cheetalicious was the one that they used. Um, I think it was very, like, of the times, like, I always think of, like, Paris Hilton and stuff. Like, they used to, like, like Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie used to say stuff like that. Like, not, like, Cheetah specifically. Your friend, um, right? Yeah, my friend Paris that follows me on Twitter that won't answer my DMs about the cat yeah. in the hat. Uh. Um <laughs> multiple times (laughs) hey um me and my friend have a few questions about your cameo and cat in the hat hey me and my friends are watching cat in the hat next week would you want to come and talk to us about the cat in the hat (laughs) paris hilton answer my dms i truly wonder why she hasn't answered yet (laughs) (laughs) also why do you follow me hashtag Um, paris pick up (laughs) do you remember when she uh followed you no, like, no prompt, like, unprompted followed me on Twitter. 1907. That's how I'm <laughs> hoping one day I get The Rock to just follow me on Twitter. And it just... <laughs> I need I, that to happen. To I me. followed one of Mike Myers' brothers, but then the other one has, like, 900 Twitter followers, and Mike Myers' movie club is my pinned tweet, and I was like, I will never follow the other brother on Twitter. Yeah. No matter what happens to me. Because if he doesn't have a lot of followers, he might be like, oh, who's this new follower? And click on my profile and see, like, a portrait that I drew of Mike Myers as my pinned tweet and see an entire thread of people watching his brother's movies, like... But is that the endgame, like, awareness? Not by his brother. (laughs) I I mean, that's... We don't... Zach and I do not want to be perceived by Beck. That's us! That's literally us! Beck is the thought of his family. Like, the thought of his children finding out about the podcast is my greatest nightmare in the world. Are you fucking kidding me? I've talked about, like, that man's giant-ass hands choking hog. I do not want him (laughs) to find us. (laughs) I've talked about, like, both, like, doing it with and curb-stomping this man. I do not want him to find (laughs) us. (laughs) The duality of man, honestly. I, I just I see like, Beck kind of like Willem Dafoe's Jesus Christ and the Last Temptation of Christ, if, and that I'm both attracted and would torture. If I may say so, uh, yes. Beck has made me actually listen to Beck for the first time in my life. Yay! What? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, just don't say it. No, I'm joking. No, like there's songs I didn't realize were Beck until I like went down the rabbit hole of Beck. Yeah, uh, he's kind of the lineal canon. He is, like, yeah. genuinely. Yeah. Like, he is. Like, Once, um, yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I've, I've had a lot of uh, fun. So I wanted to say that while oh. I was on the topic. I'm Once so we happy. start reviewing movies on Back to Back Pod, everybody's <laughs> going to jump see. the shark. I would love to talk <laughs> about the Glee episode, which I believe is like the oh, pilot God. of Glee. Wait, wait. So <laughs> when you guys get to the Glee performance of Loser, let me know. We, we, we've talked about actually, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I swear he's on the whole soundtrack, which. As mm-hmm, I've told y'all, I fucking love Holes more than anything. And he's on Inland Empire, which I've told Courtney we're going to have a fucking like three and a half hour episode where we talk about Inland Empire. I can't do it. <laughs> it's going to be I, fun. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. snapped me out of the like fugue state I was in while watching Inland Empire as I heard a damn Beck song and I was like, where am I? What's <laughs> happening? Laura Dern. And, yeah, no. He's on, uh, I'm looking at his soundtracks right now. Scott Pilgrim. Annie, oh, yeah. 2014. Oh, oh good. dang, Which I didn't classic. know that. <laughs> For some reason, the Lego movie, too. Like, oh, yeah, know, isn't he in the incredible. original song? Yes, he is. Catchy oh, song? Or whatever? He's in the Rugrats original motion picture. Oh, yeah, they talk. Yeah. Yes, the baby. I didn't believe Beck, it. But Zach it's not just right. a song. Beck plays a baby, a newborn baby, in the fucking This World is Something New to Me musical number. Courtney didn't believe me, but oh. I said fucking he is so yes and he's do you guys, purple. i'm going way off topic here but just bear with me do you guys <laughs> remember the teaser trailer for the rugrats movie the really scary one where i do like you you know what i'm talking like this like it's like a weird camera movement even though it's animated of like yes. a creepy tv flickering on and off yes and that's like what the fuck and you're like yes. watching it in front of snow day or something <laughs> and you're like what the fuck am i watching and then it's like a rugrats trailer but it's so scary for the first like 30 seconds that's honestly very canon in my mind like a trailer for something that's supposed to be like i hate using this word but like epic like in tone but it just comes across as scary especially to like the young kids that they're like marketing the movie for do you remember that spongebob trailer but it, they used scenes from the hunt to red october or whatever um or it was either that or platoon but they like it, it was like the submarine and then like they were like it's like i can hear the missiles coming i can hear the snow sonar and then they like finally track the sonar and it's like just spongebob laughing but like for the first minute and a half it's like fucking terrifying yeah that's (laughs) like i love the opening of the spongebob movie so much with the pirates oh it's so good where like they're looking for treasure and it's like tickets to the spongebob movie (laughs) i've said this before on the pod but I want I want to say it because we already brought up Seat of Chucky. When I um, when I went to go see the SpongeBob movie in theaters, they accidentally played Seat of Chucky instead of SpongeBob. No way. And I saw the because if you remember the opening is when that dad gets killed on the movie set, and I saw that in theaters as a kid because like they just fucked up the projector and. <laughs> That movie traumatized me so many different times in my life. Yeah, just over and over again. And again tonight. Yeah, and again tonight. <laughs> With the, the dancer from Cheetah Girls 2. I'm pretty sure, like, at the end of that year, my um, I went to, like, a sleepover. And my friend, who was just a fucking dick, and he, like, had a Chucky doll. And he knew I was traumatized by it. And he locked me in the bedroom with it and turned off the lights. And I fucking <laughs> cried. Like, I... Oh. 
I was so traumatized. I'm literally traumatized by Chucky. Like I'm I don't even know how I'm here today. Like it's <laughs> You needed your Amiga's cheetahs to get you. Yeah. There was a uh, one of those when the new uh Chucky movie came out like two years ago or whatever, there was a cardboard cutout of it in our theater and it was like a VHS box that you could walk into. Or like a no, not a VHS like a Toy, toy box or whatever yeah. yeah um but on the inside the inside cardboard somebody just wrote gay in ballpoint <laughs> 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 like not even like it's funny because i feel like when you're younger like it's almost like not like with like malicious intent but you just think that oh. it's like funny but now it's just like <laughs> so no, are you funny, calling though. Chucky gay? Counterpoint, yeah, it's a loop so back funny. to funny for me. <laughs> you just felt like writing it. <laughs> but yeah, it was up for the longest time. It just said gay. And every time we would go there, we would make sure that it was still there. That's what fucking Kelsey Grammer did whenever he played Stinky Pete. He fucking <laughs> gay on the inside of the box. <laughs> Yeah, Sean should have done that to you, like you get in the box and he goes, you know what, you really are Stinky Pete, aren't you? <laughs> so Stinky Pete never mind. Hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a baddie. Stinky Pete is kind fine. of a bad. Like honestly. He he is fine. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of that, I that wrote farting though. Sorry. Think, think carefully, Courtney. I wrote, is Luke Delphi? Ask around. <laughs> Okay, I wrote Luke? a similar question. I put, is Luke French? <laughs> Wait, is that the dude that the mom is marrying in the second? Oh, yeah. I have something to say about this man. Okay. First of all, he looks like Mr. Bean. Second of all, he kind of <laughs> looks like Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Third of all, in the first movie, um, they say that her boyfriend is French. They're like, he's French, he's French, he's French. We need to speak French to talk to him. Second movie, they go, your mom's French boyfriend? Well, he's actually from Spain. Did they just not have the rights to film in France and they had to do, like, damage control? Like Okay, and is that what it was? Because I felt like I missed something. Because I knew no. that they called him French because I knew that, obviously, the writers and directors were attempting to homage uh, Jean-Luc Godard because <laughs> obviously a fucking icon of cinema. But then it's in fucking Spain, and, like, I felt like I missed something. I was like, wait, I could have swore they said he was French, but it's in Spain. So I'm glad that you caught that because I... My fucking two brain cells definitely did not. <laughs> I think this was all um, just, it was all by intention. Kimmy Ortega was just really trying to <laughs> capture the audience's imagination um, of the story. Yeah, I think I kind of like, though, that he actually had, like, a plot, like him yeah. and the mom. Like, it wasn't just like a... It was sweet, honestly. Yeah, yeah. they were cute. Yeah. yeah. I like when kids' movies, like, actually focus on, like, adult, like, friendships and, like, relationships and stuff. I think that's really cute. Like, especially Chanel's friendship with, um, Gallery's mom. That was really cute. Well, um, like, even, um, like, some kids' movies, they're, like, step-parents bad. But, like, mm-hmm. um, this one, like, I, I really like the scene between her and the, uh, Luke or whatever. Um, like, that was a really, like, kind of sincere scene mm-hmm. and that's so weird. like i said the weird thing about like both of these movies like there's so much cheesy shit in both of them but then there's like these really small moments that are like actually really 
well acted, well written, like well directed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, especially the second movie. Like, there's a lot of great moments in the second movie. Great musical numbers too, by the way. Way better than the first movie. Yeah. And then. Oh yeah. But then you also have. Can I also just say the the motivation of the villain in the second movie? Can someone explain it to me? Like, because I was She's like just an evil stage mom. So yeah. the entire thing was just like, I don't want these cheetahs to have the spotlight. Like, what was the point? Like, does anyone I have know? To look something up really quick before I comment on that. So y'all, it was y'all like, riff for a bit. It was her daughter had had tried to win this specific contest for like three years, and it was like her last shot. And I don't know if she was gonna age out or what. And then the mother saw how good the cheetah girls were, I guess, and thought she didn't have a chance against them. So they had to yeah. either she had to either team up with but, Chanel or get rid of them. But it made it, it just didn't make any sense to me because I got that much. But like it was like the daughter told her like several times, like, "Mom, I don't give a shit." Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, she's I, living I, through her daughter. That's when, yeah, I guess, True, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Also, another thing too is I thought I would have to like fend off evil stage moms more in my life. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely a like watching this as a child and also watching like toddlers and tiaras. I was like, oh, they're gonna be against me one day. <laughs> like, I'm gonna have to fight them off. The the two things I wanted to say about this is that first of all, for literally the longest time, and even on this watch, I thought that the evil dance mom character was fucking Charo <laughs> as in from Thumbelina <laughs> I get it I, I, I literally it. thought she was her cause she like sounds and kind of looks like her so I literally thought that was her and I was like oh dude sweet fucking grab that's lineal canon but then, <laughs> second of all I kinda get her motivation because like think from her perspective her daughter has been trying to win this contest for like three years this contest of like spanish performers in spain in barcelona trying to win and then you just have these sorry, random Americans. that wrong barcelona yeah barcelona. <laughs> you have these girls <laughs> not from not from spain just fucking show up and be like oh we're gonna sign up like the week before when the auditions are like over or whatever and we're just gonna come in and fucking sweep I'd kind of be a little pissed too, honestly. Yeah, that's like Sharpay, like the whole justification for Sharpay, where it's like, okay, so these people came in, you've been working at this for your whole life to like be the lead in musicals and like get like all these scholarships and stuff. These random ass people come in, they're like, yeah, like we love each other. And it's like, yeah, she doesn't have to be mean, but also it's like she's been working so hard and now like, Vanessa Ann comes in with her uh, terrible solos. <laughs> anyway. Sneaker Night is a classic. I know, I know, and say okay, but when she hits that note, mm-mm. even in the concert film, the filmed version, that note is, uh, no. Movie Kara rented for something. <laughs> yeah, I spent like $5 on it. And I, I collectively spent eight dollars on the Cheetah Girls because I don't have. Oh to my do god! 
<laughs> I hope it was worth it. it Just was, a PSA it was, it was. to anyone that's ever on the pod and they're going to guest for a Disney movie. I'll give you my Disney Plus login. I'll just give it to you. <laughs> I don't want any of our guests spending money on a pod that they're doing for us. I honestly didn't mind. I could have asked. I chose. I chose to give Kenny Ortega my money. <laughs> um, she wanted to give $4 to Kenny. So Yeah. Does okay, so Strut. Well, for the first movie, my notes in the first movie, I said that Cinderella is the song of the century. But then for my Cheetah Girls 2 notes, I said that Strut is the song of the century, which incredible song, Mm -hmm. iconic, probably the best song out of all the Cheetah Girls movies. I don't know any of the third one songs, um, but I'm assuming some of them might be racist. Is one um, of them just called One World? Yes. One World. Okay. How did I fucking guess? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does the strut musical sequence not like give you big like I studied abroad in college vibes? Yeah. It, I kind of liked it. Like, oh yeah, it's great. But it's, okay, cool. Okay. It it is very like we're studying abroad. I studied abroad. Well, like when people come like, home they... and they're like. It wasn't like this in Spain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I still think I'm in Spain. Like <laughs> the entire like first five minutes of the when they're in Barcelona, um, <laughs> they're like they're like I'm not a tourist. We're not tourists. And then yeah. they're just like, touristy as fuck. Like the rest of the movie, it's so funny. I said the the cheetah girls going to the Sagrada Familia is Courtney core because it is. <laughs> oh you were waiting for some fucking ass pope to show up there's never well never mind i don't know there's definitely been a spanish pope at some point i feel like Um, i'm not gonna get onto papal history on that's not courtney knows how to do is fucking thirst over the clergy eat hot chip and lie it's true (laughs) eat eat favorites and lie (laughs) if you two mention fucking goddamn favorites one more funny i'm literally chuck myself are Are those those things that you like eat with the uh like when they did did bread and wine at uh church but uh, no it's all the brand cheeses Moldy brand cheeses. Aldi. They could be things Aldi. that you eat at church, though, because they're good. <laughs> Aldi brand cheeses. Okay. Dude, all I Aldi? did in church, all I did in church was eat cheeses and draw thumb thumbs in my Bible. So, like, I feel that. <laughs> That's millennial canon. <laughs> like, eat cheese and draw thumb thumbs in Bible. Dude, if I could find it, if you like poured through one of my Bibles, there's so many thumb thumbs everywhere. Like the scene, the scene of fucking Jonah Hill drawing like a million dicks and super bad is me with thumb thumbs in my Bible. <laughs> I want a thumb thumb Bible. Like I want a, a, a thumb thumb <laughs> illustrated Bible, like published, like the biblical stories, but it's thumb thumbs. I got kicked out of space. I got kicked out of Sunday school for drawing the, like, you know, that S thing yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my Bible. Like, I got kicked out of Sunday school for it. Because they you were said, like, that's Satan. No, they, literally, though, they S were like... Satan or sacrilegious? Well, they're, I, they took it to my mom. They were like, I don't know about you, but this looks demonic. Like... <laughs> is, is that the fucking Mark of the Beast? <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about me getting in trouble in kindergarten um, because I drew something from Legends of the Hidden Temple and I refused to tell them what it was? <laughs> <laughs> 
So we were doing this project where we had to make, like, constellations with, like, stickers. And I, like, drew, like, the talking head or whatever from uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. And my teacher was like, so what did you draw? And I wouldn't tell her. And she started to get, like, angry because she thought I drew something bad. And I got sent to the principal's office. My mom had to come and they had to ask me, like, what it was. And I, like, didn't want to tell anybody for some reason. And it's, like, why? It was literally just the guy from Legends of the Hidden Temple. And then I, like, told my mom in front of the principal. And they were, like, oh. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it, like, looked, like, bad or something. But I got in trouble for that. He's kind of creepy. But I'm curious why that (laughs) require a print i'm really curious to see this drawing now i wish you kept it yeah i wonder if i have it i just have a very vivid memory of that and then deirdre actually friend of the pod deirdre she actually unlocked a memory because we were in the same kindergarten class and before we started talking she said that she had a memory of me drawing with crayon on a chair and we had a really mean kindergarten teacher and she made me clean it off with a sponge and Deirdre like wanted to tell me that I was using the wrong side of the sponge but like I wasn't using like the scrubbing side I was using like the other side and I wasn't able to get the crayon off and she told me this one day and I was like oh my god (laughs) just unlocked a memory (laughs) she said pathetic (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite story that's ever been told on this pod about like bad things happening or like uh, like at the school or whatever like principal's office stuff is when Joe came on the Daredevil episode and he said he drew Daredevil for show and tell and he said I like violence or I like <laughs> I like death or something because <laughs> he watched Daredevil two thousand three like eighty times. <laughs> I like violence. I like violence. <laughs> That's why I can't have children, other than the biological reasons. Well, because like I, the first movie I would show my kids is fucking Hobbs and Shaw. So like, <laughs> they'd be talking about that shit like in pre-K. Like, mine are just gonna have Austin Powers accents <laughs> and just quote Austin Powers. First day of kindergarten. Adam, oh. I want you to know that um. My boyfriend Noah and I often talk about the Vin Diesel song, and I think about you every time. <laughs> That's not honest. Wait, I I can't reach the pillow, jam. but I have Kira's pillow that she bought me. For the- I feel the energy coming it, from it. <laughs> it's literally the most comfortable pillow, and also I've listened to that song like eight thousand times. Like, it's actually kind of a banger. Like I'm not even gonna lie, it it's a good song. Up. I want the Fast Nine to like cut to credits with that song yeah um <laughs> like my... him and john cena hugging and then just like, feel like i do <laughs> <laughs> my british literature teacher he like makes like the literature so fun by like putting it in terms of like like current like movies and stuff and if he wants to describe a character as menacing he'll be like like menacing like vin diesel like you just like hear his voice and like i don't want to sound like a weird person because i do not talk to anybody in my school and i just like sit in the back and wear my weird outfits and i'm like i'm weird i'm a weirdo but um i have always wanted to just raise my hand maybe i'll do it on the last day but i've always wanted to just like raise my hand and be like i feel very like protected and like safe by vin diesel why is he menacing like literally his voice makes me feel so safe. He's t- 
tough, but it's like a gentle tough. I feel like he's like a like he's so protective and like yeah. kind. Um, have you guys seen the pacifier? That's why. Um, yes. <laughs> you can be a nanny. Um, yes. Right. I'm gonna put it out there. Fucking king of bad takes. Apparently, the pacifier is good. Actually, the pacif. We'll get. We'll we'll do an episode on it. There is a whole subplot about him thinking that the son is a Nazi, <laughs> but he's actually just a theater kid. I think yeah. about this all the time. Haven't we talked about this great. for the past like, three weeks for some reason? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually in a production of Sound of Music. <laughs> well, you wouldn't let me fucking defend myself on Kangaroo Jack, so clearly you have to have me on for some awful film take sometime. <laughs> I like when he has to wrestle the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> That's when he is, is that when he does the titular the pacifier? The pacifier. <laughs> Can I just say like this is a, a selenial moment? I feel like like every time I'd watch that movie, because that was one of those DVDs, I would like scratch the shit out from watching it so much. Literally every time Vin Diesel said the pacifier, I would stand up and fucking cheer like wherever <laughs> I was. I- <laughs> Definitely remember seeing that in theaters and laughing my ass off just because you said it, the pacifier. I'm like, oh, oh fuck. Like, like fucking Leo DiCaprio. So like... <laughs> I was so excited. Honestly, good movie. Great movie. Um, well, does anyone have any more takes on the Cheetah Girl? <laughs> I want Ben Diesel to be the Cheetah Girl's manager. I think that'd be I great. would like to see it. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have to say to try one more time to tie it to Beck is I wrote a note why I didn't Beck sing cover Cinderella when he left Scientology. <laughs> he doesn't want to be in a dark, cold, dusty cellar anymore. No. <laughs> I think you should tweet at him without any context. Please cover Cinderella by the Cheetah Girls. Please cover Cinderella by the Cheetah Girls. Like, all of us will just spam him, and he will have no idea of the context of it, and we won't give him the context. I asked this as someone who doesn't keep up with Beck. Is he, like, socially, like, online, or is mm-hmm. he kind he of... Is, he loves Instagram, and we literally have to tell... Like, we tell the fans, do not tag us. Do not tag him. If you tag him in an Instagram story, he'll repost it. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, the fear is, it's genuine <laughs> real fear. So what, what happens if it happens? Like, what do you do? Um, uh, delete? <laughs> if that happens, be sure to let you know, be sure to let me know if you want to be referenced in my suicide note, because oh, I'm gone after that. <laughs> I'm quite literally, reason. I'm gone from this world as soon as that happens. We can read it here on Zelino Canon if you want. <laughs> I'm literally Aww. gonna like do, we'll do that. A pacifier and episode, your honor. <laughs> pacifier and... episode in Zach's honor. <laughs> he would have wanted it this way. Oh my god! There's an echo of me. The pacifier, fire, fire. Yeah, I go back and forth if Beck would like be good with it and like have a fun time, or if he would be like restraining order. Like it's one or the other. I so. think you need someone, aka me, as a third party who isn't has no emotional attachment to Beck. To tell you that I think he would be fine with it. I just want to wrestle him. <laughs> put him in the pacifier. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would put Beck in the pacifier and force him to watch Battlefield Earth with me. That's cruel. Um, 
Yeah, I feel the same about Mike Myers Movie Club. Like, in the beginning, yeah. I was like, he needs to come on Mike Myers Movie Club. We gotta keep doing it until he finds us. And, like, now it's kind of surpassed Mike Myers. But, like, I'm also, like, I think he would be like, guys, please stop talking about me. Or he'd yeah. be like, cool. Like, there's no in-between. I agree. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. There's no way to tell. I, kinda... I don't want to be perceived. No, I think same. that's... We all don't want to be perceived. At this point with the MMC or whatever, uh, like, I don't think he would care. Yeah, no. Like, he'd just be like, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think he'd be okay as long as he doesn't find, like, our smut fic about him. Well, the thing is, like, you guys aren't, like, making money off of, like, no. his likeness. No. And you're just not, <laughs> and you're not, like, even, like, making fun of him at all. Like, you're just, I mean, Dana Carvey him, follows like... some people in the club on Instagram, um, on Twitter, and we openly will be like, it's not a Dana Carvey movie without him being fucking racist. <laughs> um,. <laughs> I'll say, I think, I, I used to be scared of, like, The Rock finding my, like, thirst tweets for him. <laughs> but I realized that, like, every time he, like, meets a fan, it's, like, the most wholesome thing ever. And he even, like, officiated a wedding for one of his fans, because he's, like... Oh, yeah, Nick Mondi, right? That I dude. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about that dude, but every time I, like, see those pictures, I'm, like, I feel, like, reaffirmed in my belief yeah. maybe like one day something like that could happen like i would i think that would be the height of like i'd stop doing the pod if that ever i want mike myers to officiate my wedding no joke i've had this daydream in my mind either kermit the frog or him (laughs) oh and then he just goes yeah baby i would die i would die about burt Bacharach being our first dance and i think I, I think it's not even a joke in my mind anymore. I think it has to be that because we're too deep into quarantine for that not to be a meaningful song. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've made so many friends <laughs> from that song. It just represents so much. The Austin Powers, I own $100 worth of vinyl of all three Austin Powers soundtracks now. <laughs> How much for- money have you spent over quarantine just over these ridiculous purchases i literally have my seth green action figure right in front of me and then i have like a beanie baby i have like just only awesome power stuff i don't even want to know also just Here's like the fucking things. snaggle puss i want to see this time <laughs> let's go finally, <laughs> you finally got it when yeah, i like I open it i just immediately just put it on my shelf that's fucking ridiculous Kira. like i gotta say <laughs> when y'all fucking reference the fucking goddamn hanna-barbera beyond comics and the fucking mccarthy snagglepuss comic i felt like more targeted by zillennial canon than like any other episode <laughs> That's what we were going for. We were like, how can we target Zach? <laughs> well, that was specifically a thing where I was like, only I know about this. But it wasn't. <laughs> I almost ordered Josie and the Pussycat stuff during the episode last week, but I was also like, I need to buy Christmas presents and pay for my student loan. Oh. I should probably not be buying merchandise every single episode that Just we make. Think about <laughs> if I can bully you for what you're about to do. And if the answer is yes, don't do it. What? Order Cheetah Girl stuff? Order anything ever on a okay. Yeah. <laughs> I it's had get a really cool Cheetah Girls shirt when I was a kid, and I would wear it all the time from the concert. And then I, like, I don't know, I guess I donated it or something. But I I'm going to go out on a limb and say you don't need a Cheetah Girls shirt. 
Maybe I do. <laughs> Let's see what they go for on eBay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, to to uh, wrap it up, I um, cheetah girls. I'll say if I wanted to get a decom shirt, I'd get a pixel perfect shirt. Oh. <laughs> I think one. cheetah girls was probably my favorite decom out of all. Oh, Cheetah Girls 2 was my favorite because I liked it better than the first one. If we're uh, excluding High School Musical, yeah. Jump In was my favorite. Jump In was, oh, jump in was good. Yeah. Jump in was a classic. So good. Yeah. Zach, what's your favorite? Uh, I'll say the 13th year awoke something in me. Is that the mermaid <laughs> one? That's the mermaid one. Right? Merman. Uh, mermaid's gender neutral. No, but they say that in like the commercial for it. They say merman. Yeah, I've I've told I've told y'all before. I think, but like stuff shit like the Thirteenth Year, the Luck of the Irish, and specifically Lucas Graybeal in the High School Musical movies did more for me realizing certain things about myself than <laughs> most other things. I will not elaborate on that, but... <laughs> painted the picture. Courtney, Courtney what's your all-time fave? You know. Is he, you know? Um, <laughs> does life-size count? Is that a decom, or is that... Is it... I- I think it is. If that that's my answer. If not, um probably Cheetah Girls too. Nice, nice. Yeah. But I love life size. <laughs> and I loved the horrible sequel that came out like two years ago. Oh, <laughs> I watched it with my mom and it was great. <laughs> I remember getting so excited for that and I never watched it. They name dropped my school. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, speaking of name dropping schools, okay, sorry, really quick. In this movie, like, and every single movie, every girl in a movie just wants to go to NYU. Yeah. Every single movie, everybody's like, I want to go to NYU. Like, <laughs> have they ever filmed a movie at any of your schools before? Like, college, high school, middle school, like, any of them? Yeah. Which Except- one? <laughs> At my old college, they filmed the music video for The Longest Time by Billy Joel. And it included a bathroom where I used to go and cry into. Like, not even joking or memeing. Um, And I didn't see the video until after I transferred out. And I was like, wow, I used to cry in that bathroom. And the the whole plot of the music video is, like, these, like... Um, like old guys or whatever like go into the bathroom and they come out and they're like a cool like doo-wop group like they like Benjamin Buttons back in it sounds insane but it's in the bathroom where I used to cry at my old school <laughs> what if you cried one time and you came out younger from that bathroom <laughs> <laughs> um, Magic Mike 2 was filmed outside of the dorm I lived in for three years that movie kind of slaps, though. That is yeah. solid. Um, <laughs> they filmed uh, Paper Towns at my... Well, okay, like... I can't remember if they filmed it at my high school or somewhere else, because I don't really remember that movie. But I remember the book took place at my high school, because John Green, like, mm-hmm. 
grew up. <laughs> well, he like his parents like lived two minutes away from me. Yeah, I guess. But like he went to Winter Park High School where I live. Get them. Let's get them on a. And I think a, they filmed the movie here too, if I'm not mistaken. But whatever. Mm. Um, otherwise, <laughs> I don't think they filmed. I don't think they filmed shit in Orlando ever. Like other than that, <laughs> Republicans taxes and shit and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that would have been filmed where I've been to school will most likely relate to something racist. So, was it Ma filmed in your town? Ma was, yeah. Which Ma is an absolute banger. Yeah. Ma fucking rocks. Ma is like literally the redemption arc of my state. So, I I would literally, I would literally invite Ma on the pod. Oh my god! Yeah. I I want to her. <laughs> Dude, don't let her drink alone. <laughs> Did you I guys see that I've Jason Bloom was teasing it, a sequel. Ma too, Electric Boogaloo? He well, he was like he said uh there's some like fan that replied to his tweet and it said like um that love to see a Ma sequel. And he said uh he always said it was like, Well, stay tuned, and then he did like a winky eye emoji. Oh I'm my like, god. On Thanksgiving, Blumhouse posted, like, who are you inviting to Thanksgiving dinner? And I chose John Ethan Hawke as John Brown and Ma, which is that not the greatest Thanksgiving dinner ever? <laughs> I saw that because I f- picked fucking Ma and Puka. <laughs> Ma and Puka. I would Literally... love to invite Puka. I became friends with Puka and... um. They, like, stan Charlie XCX. Like, I want to know, like, who the Twitter gay is that runs the Puka account. Because they, like, stan Charlie XCX and, like, Kim Petras. Okay, wait, Kira, literally, like, as you said this, I feel like my brain, like, short-circuited. I feel like this is, like, a Laura Dern, I saw Baby Yoda at a basketball game. <laughs> oh, man, it's like, oh, like, yeah, Puka loves Charlie XCX. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking like Puka social media like for the movie or do you have a friend named Puka uh... (laughs) like a friend named Chuchi (laughs) I'm gonna start calling you you Guga (laughs) Valen so who's in your relationship who's the Chuchi and who's the Bubbles (laughs) (laughs) definitely the I'm the Bubbles right Zach because I bossed you around I think oh, I'm Bubbles because oh, I mean Adam and he's Coochie because <laughs> it rhymes with Coochie. Why does Coochie apply to me? Because, like, it's funny. <laughs> I would only say that I'm Bubbles because I know I am eventually just going to be removed from the Back to Back podcast. <laughs> I just like Raven Simone. After you just. I'm gonna get, fucking... get Bubbles. <laughs> After you just said that, Kira, I think. With me and Chuchi, I just thought of, uh, you know, the Coochie Man song. Yeah. Put that, put that over Orson Welles. I'm the Coochie Man. <laughs> that should be your only TikTok on your account. <laughs> right. Y'all, should we wrap it up? Yeah. I think so, probably. Okay. Um, I mean, what more is there to say about Cheetah Girls? It's great. It's a great time in Zillennial history. Really incredible movie. Um, 
hasn't been one like it never will be one like it ever again because apparently they all fucking fight on instagram live now the girls are fighting the girls are fighting (laughs) we all have to take salad videos when the episode comes out you just go get a salad for the first time in five years i was about to say yeah i'll do it with pasta because i don't eat salads but the energy will be there you know that the second I, I hang up on this call, I'm going to be listening to that video. Just, like, getting ready for work. Tomorrow. Well, you sent it to me, Kira. I need yeah, to. I'll send it to all y'all. Nodding off to sleep. Yeah, just to Raven being like... <laughs> <laughs> just nodding. Alright, guys. Do you want to plug your your uh, your little... Your little Beck, your, <laughs> like your, little, your little stream Beck podcast, <laughs> stream Beck on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> just stream little Don't podcast. Just, just, yeah, <laughs> fucking. Uh, you want to live longer? Don't listen to the Beck to Beck podcast. But if you do, hit the play button as hard as possible. Yeah, that's what I say. You may. You, I think you just sold our entire base to listen. <laughs> you can follow run. us on Twitter at Back to Back Pod. It's two, like the number two. I was about to say the letter two. Woohoo! It's late. Uh, and then on Instagram at Back to Back Podcast. Um, yeah. Plug, post, plug, 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 oh post. yeah, we have another podcast as well, but Zach won't watch the rest <laughs> of the episode, so it's never I didn't happen. just whisper to you plug Pope to Pope for you to fucking roast me on air. Like it's are you kidding you me? But anyway, it's what I get. Sorry, I don't like watching fucking elevated Ryan Murphy. My bad. <laughs> oh, that's those are shots fired. I'm gonna Although, call Sorrentino and tell him you said that. But anyway, we also have another podcast called Pope to Pope, where I force Zach to watch The Young Pope because it is my favorite piece of media to ever exist. We only have yeah. two episodes of that. Um, but <laughs> I just don't watch TV. I just don't. Piece of audio ever created from me where I go on a rant about how um, Leonardo DiCaprio shouldn't have won an Oscar for The Revenant and Jude Law should win an Oscar for the third day Facebook live stream is from Pope to Pope. Definitely um, your stinkiest take by far. It's, no, it's my best take, but that's there. So Pope to Pope Pod on Twitter and Pope to Pope Podcast on on Instagram. But yeah, I'm a- I'm more depressed lately, so who knows? Maybe I'll watch more TV. <laughs> I, I do want to say I've only watched as much of the third day as I have because of Courtney and because I trust her taste <laughs> a lot, and uh, she that's posts about it a lot. And I'm like, I gotta finish the third day for Courtney. You gotta. It's so good. That's what. Yeah, forget the podcast. Stream the third day on HBO like, Max. You're really gonna fucking do this here too. You're really gonna fucking infect with your fucking viral ass Facebook ass TV show fucking on another podcast. Are you kidding me? He's not gonna win a, a fucking Emmy for Facebook. You fucking. He won an Oscar. No, you are fucking right in the head. Exactly. I'm gonna reach through the screen and fucking pacifier you. <laughs> fucking knock it off. <laughs> Stream the third day on HBO. That's it. Courtney out. Stop. <laughs> Zach, you want to plug your Twitter or no? Yeah, plug plug mine, not Courtney's, because our fucking follower disparity ratio is frankly embarrassing for someone as funny as I am. So follow me at underscore cheese dip. I tweet like I'm famous, but I'm not. <laughs> and uh. I do. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm oh my like god! A fucking asshole. Zach. I'm. I'm not serious, actually. <laughs> Zach, 
Uh, With what? cheese dip and a garlic emoji, we have a whole meal here. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at garlic emoji <laughs> and TikTok at garlic emoji. In what world is cheese dip and garlic? It sounds like a full what? meal that I would eat in college, honestly. It's a or fucking no. ogre ass dinner. It's perfect. <laughs> Incredible. We love uh, it. Ogre yeah. ass dinner. <laughs> that's scientology uh, baby <laughs> adam adam is adam underscore not sandler oh okay cool <laughs> also aggressively honest. okay podcast still yes. doing uh bad so check us out i guess <laughs> i gotta pay rent this month <laughs> well, we have enough in our in our anchor wallet right now to get three McChickens, so keep streaming <laughs> Millennial Canon. Rate and review us on Apple. If you listen on Apple, most of you are on Spotify. Hello, I see you. Um, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for memes, and thank you for making it to the end of this episode. Um, Alright, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Stay cheetah-licious. Stay cheetah Cheetah crazy. Cheetah-licious. Bye. Bye, coochie. Bye, coochie. <laughs> <laughs>